you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. It's usually, usually not, it's not starting to heartbreak, but we're getting to the offseason. Building around Trey Lance, we're going to get into that. Uh, 49er needs coming in this upcoming draft. Uh, Christian Watson, a former receiver from North Dakota State. I spoke with him a little bit. We're going to get to all that and more right now. Let's go. Crop Talk TV Podcast. Podcast. What's good, y'all, man? Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker, and I'm here. I'm live back from Alabama, man. I was in, you know, at South Southern South Alabama University, uh, Mobile, Alabama. I was there for the Senior Bowl. And uh, so, you know, was out a little bit from the morning show. We're going to get back to it this upcoming week. But I was like, man, I'm, I'm chilling. I got some downtime. Let's let's talk about the draft. And, and let's talk about the, the 49ers and where they at, some needs. Because I've been seeing it. I've been seeing people talk about it. Oh, you, you can't do this. You can't do that. No, the 49ers, they, they got to draft a guy. This, oh, they don't have any draft picks. All this, that, and the other. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go out and um, talk about kind of my philosophy and, and how I would do things and kind of how I see fit for the 49ers. So, uh, you know, I see my guys coming in, asking questions, asking about the senior bowl. Uh, did I see any prospects that could possibly be in the red and gold? Definitely. Definitely. There were a good amount. There were a good amount. All right. So first, let's talk about building around Trey Lance. Because, you know, there, there have been that question uh, surrounding, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. When is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play? Or when is Trey Lance going to play? Are they going to bench Jimmy Garoppolo? All this, that, and the other. And, you know, those questions really kind of took over, especially like middle of the season when the 49ers were sitting at, um, you know, they were sitting at two and four, three and five. Like, man, need to play Trey Lance. Now, there are no more of those questions. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's time with the 49ers has come to an end. You know, it it was a kind of ended kind of toxic, right? Like the, the fan base just going at each other. It's like you're either you're pro Jimmy or you're or you're against him, and and people kind of like clashing, and uh, it got kind of it got kind of wild. It got kind of wild, and I found myself defending Jimmy Garoppolo a lot uh, late in the year for for what he is, and I appreciate what he was. You know, solid. Solid quarterback, solid starter quarterback. It is a little unfortunate that um, he he's not. Other fan bases don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, they don't want him at all. Everything I'm seeing, they don't want him. But what will the 49ers get with him? I do think that opposing teams will like Jimmy Garoppolo, like the front offices, more than the actual fan bases. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think that's kind of what we saw kind of Kyle Shanahan, those guys deal with where, like, hey, we appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo for what he is and what he isn't and all that. And they, they can, they you know, they appreciate him. And I think these uh, front offices, they're going to appreciate him too. All right, here we go. Uh, GTA 6 confirmed. He's like, what, Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto 6? I haven't played Grand Theft Auto in years. In years. 
Here we go. I got my guy Pino. I wonder why he's a winner. <laughs> he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. But like I was saying, the the Jimmy Garoppolo time with the 49ers has come to an end. There are still some people that are kind of questioning if, in fact, his time with the 49ers is over. And I'm here to tell you it's over with. It's over with. And I'm also going to tell you before we get into building around Trey Lance, because that's what a lot of this is about, draft needs, some receiver that could help. When do you go and get certain guys? Do you have to your, – your, the thing that you need to prioritize the most or whatever you think is the biggest weakness is do you have to take that position first? I have some thoughts on that. All right? But it's Trey Lance time. And now it's all about building around young, your young quarterback. And how do you do that? How, how do you make him as comfortable – throughout this transition as possible. And I think one thing that really helps is the fact that he's got a lot of time to sit and sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, again, that might contradict some of the things that either I've said or other people have said throughout this uh, time with Trey Lance about, oh, you got to get out there and play. But I think he played enough to, at the very least, understand the speed of the game, uh, areas where he can improve, things that he needs to attack going into this offseason, and now it's on him to, you know, continue to improve on that. So uh, I think from that standpoint, I think Trey Lance, he's going into the offseason with a lot of good, a lot of good things that he knows that he needs to improve on. I think he's there. And I, and I think he's going to be fine there. All right. So what else? Oh, did. Okay, I'm back. Okay, yeah, I don't know. My my laptop kind of froze on me. So how do you build around Trey Lance? One, I think all the building blocks and building pieces are definitely there. All right. Uh, when you look at the 49ers, their offense, essentially the core – and you're going to hear a lot of people talk about all the free agents that the 49ers have. Oh, man, they're, they're all these guys, one-year contracts and free agents this, free agent that. At the end of the day, the 49ers have all of their core players coming back on both sides of the ball. Their core guys, like the guys that you're like, man, we need these guys to win. Like these few guys, we like these guys, like they're coming back. Offensively, everybody's pretty much coming back that you need, right? When you look at the 49ers, the running back room, maybe they can bring most of back on the cheap or whatever, but you got your starting running back in uh, Elijah Mitchell. We know that, right? Uh, when you look at the tight end group, you got George Kittle coming back. Anything other than that, whatever. You look at the receiver position. You got Debo. You got uh, Juwan Jennings. You got Brandon Ayuk. They're coming back. Our offensive line, Trent Williams. Uh, we'll see what happens with Lincoln Thomason. He might be a free agent. Uh, Alex Mack, he's coming back. He's getting older, but he's coming back. And uh, definitely Mike McGlinchey, who, you know, I kind of miss Mike McGlinchey just a little bit, right? But you got a good core group coming back on the offensive side of the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think same thing. Same thing. Uh, you have a really good core group of players coming back. Now, are there going to be guys that you're going to need to add? Of course. But as far as the as far as far the the core players to build around, you're fine. You're fine. So I think just building around Trey Lance, you, you're starting from a very good point. And again, I do think it means something that he played against the uh, Arizona Cardinals and had his up and down moments. I think it's really good that he played against 
the Houston Texans and started off a little bit like, okay, you know, like it's solid. I mean, bad for him was 10 to 13 for 100 something yards and, and whatever he had in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and, you know, you saw him improve throughout that game. And I think for him, like that was good, just seeing the progression, him having the confidence that he's going to, uh, you know, okay, I'm the guy moving forward. And I think that adds a different element to two. You know, again, building around Trey Lance, knowing I'm the guy. This is my show because it wasn't his show. He wasn't the guy last year. Everything that Kyle Shannon was saying was, hey, it's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So Trey Lance trying to figure out where he fits in, but now he knows exactly where he fits in. There's not a time, there's not, there won't be any time throughout this offseason coming up that all the thoughts and all the, the priority is is like not building around him. Like that is going to be the primary focus. Build around your young quarterback. Get him ready. There won't be a time where he's not taking first team snaps. You know, he's not the first guy out there. There won't be a time that people have to, like, man, do I lean towards this young guy or do I lean towards the veteran that's been here? Nope, there's none of that. He's the guy. And I think that that, that means a lot. That's going to mean a lot for him. That's going to mean a lot for the guys uh, in the locker room, knowing who to get behind. You don't have to continue to answer the questions about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, you know, he's our guy. You know, he's our leader. We, he's gone. He's going to be somewhere else. All right, that's clear. So, how do we build around Trey Lance? You know, obviously you, you want to put a good, you know, as good of a team on the field as possible. Uh, I think most people look at needs and assume that you have to draft needs in that order. All right. So I wrote down team needs and this is just what I, I believe. All right. I look at the 49ers draft needs and I got edge number one. All right. Now, we'll see if they're able to bring back Ebby Cam. I think he did a solid job towards the end of the season. Are they going to continue to play Armstead inside? Or what are they going to do with Ken Law? We'll see. But I think Edge needs to be like, that's that's a big that's a big key. All right, Edge. Uh, the second priority to me, cornerback. Whether it's outside guy, whether it's a nickel guy, then quarterback. So my first two guy, uh, positions, Edge and then CB. My third position, interior offensive line whether it's a guard, whether it's a center. Now, again, they just drafted Aaron Banks. If you are like me and you believe in player development, you will be believed that, hey, we're gonna they're going to give Aaron Banks a shot. He was a second-round pick. All right, Ebby Kemp is on the contract. Oh, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. All right, but I still got edge number one. All right, so I got edge, CB, interior offensive lineman, and wide receiver. All right, those are kind of my four. Now, I might put out there, right, Christian Watson, and we're going to get to him and how I feel like he can help Trey Lance and this team and what he brings. I was there at Senior Bowl, watching live, all right? He just won the award for best receiver of his team. I think it was National League. All right, but anyways, everybody, I always see like, oh, well, oh, man, this guy, you know, 49ers going to have first-round pick. This guy's going to go uh, second round. Well, the 49ers can't take him. Bullshit. <laughs> you can take whoever you want. You, you don't have to, just because cornerback is a need or edge is a need, that does not mean that you have to take that with your first pick. They're, 49ers are going to have, what, seven, eight picks in this draft? They won't have a first, but they're still going to have, like, seven, eight picks. Just because you draft a guy first does not mean that that's going to be the guy that's the best. We, we've seen that. Matter of fact, the 49ers took Trey Lance, Aaron Banks, 
uh, Trey Sermon, and Ambry Thomas. Those were their first four picks. And they weren't the most productive guys, especially early on. Diamondo Lenore played uh, first. He was he was a fifth-round pick. Uh, Hufunga played. Elijah Mitchell, he was the most productive rookie. He was a sixth-round pick. You do not, you do not have to, oh, no, corner is the biggest need, so we, we got to go corner. No, you don't. You don't have to go there first. Well, also, we're skipping right over free agency, so there's that aspect of it too. But let's say there is no free agency and you just draft and you know the needs that the 49ers have. You do not have to take a player first at a certain position because you feel like that's a need on your team. Now, if your need, right, and this is just my philosophy and, you know, some of the things I've seen and stuff like that. If the need matches where you have a player on your board and he's the highest player, then at that point, yeah, you take him. But I don't think you reach, right? Because when you do reach, you end up drafting Aaron Banks. You end up drafting Trey Sermon, where you where you start to reach. So, I get it. I hear y'all. I hear everybody say, "Oh, no! Oh, you're not gonna take this guy. Corner is a first priority." Oh man, you can, dude. You can draft a corner. It doesn't have to be top of the second round. It doesn't have to be third round. It, have, it could be whenever. Yeah, just address it. But that is not, it doesn't have to be the very first thing that you do. So here's an example of that. Dallas Cowboys. A couple years ago, they had the 17th, 18th pick in the draft. And I'm like, wow, they got to go defense. Like, their defense was atrocious, right? Their defense is bad. They got to go defense. What'd they do? They said, uh, nah, fool. We're going receiver. Why would the Cowboys draft a receiver? They got Amari Cooper. They got uh, Gallup. Both of those guys are coming uh, coming off of 1,000-yard seasons. Why would they draft CeeDee Lamb? Well, the highest player on their board. Well, they, man, they need all this defense. Well, they said, okay, well, hold, hold on, crop. Yes, we need defense. Yes, we need defense. But we got the rest of this draft to address defense. The Cowboys' next eight picks or whatever it was was all defense. So just because you feel like one position is more of a need, you don't, that doesn't mean that you have to reach for that position or force that position and pass up on a talented player that can, can help contribute right away. And that's what C.D. Lamb did for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. So I kind of got that all out. I appreciate everybody's in there, all 150 of y'all in here right now. Just because it's a need does not mean that that has to be 100% your first pick. All right? I want to make that clear. Just because it's a need, just because it's a need does not mean that it 100% has to be the first pick that you take. Just because the 49ers are going to need a nickel or corner, whatever, does not mean that their first pick, that second-round pick, has to be a cornerback. How are the 49ers? First of all, how do they build this team? It's not with the cornerback. Position is up front. But there's a guy that I do really like. All right? And we're going to talk about Christian Watson. And Christian Watson, receiver out of North Dakota State, uh, obviously he played with Trey Lance 
211 pounds. They're talking about him potentially running in the four threes. And he definitely displays that type of speed. Why do I why do I think that the 49ers should prioritize getting a receiver like him? Now, I don't know where he's gonna get taken. A lot of times there's hype on some guys come offseason, uh, you know, the draft time. You'll hear about a guy like Christian Watson and say, Oh, Christian Watson, like, man, he he was the best receiver at the senior bowl. Like, you know, you gotta take, you gotta take him. And shoot, next thing you know, he goes undrafted. <laughs> like there, there's that thing. The NFL is weird. All right. And I will have some more input on some things. I talked to some scouts. I talked to some um, front office execs, some higher end of front office guys uh, when it comes to the draft and the process. Talked to some guys about, hey, wh- wh- what was the whole thing behind DK Metcalf and all that? Like I, I asked some questions, all right, that hard hitting questions. But when you look at the 49ers and Christian Watson, who I like, I liked him, all right? And I thought he was clearly the best receiver on his team uh, and maybe in all of the senior bowl between him and Calvin Austin. All right, and both of them won receiver of the week awards for their respective teams. I like those guys for different reasons. And this is why I would prioritize getting a guy like Christian Watson to the 49ers as I continue to build around Trey Lance. And it's not just because they played together at North Dakota State. Obviously, that's cool. I asked Christian Watson about that. I said, hey, you know, what do you think about potentially playing back with Trey Lance? And he's like, hey, man, like, you know, I love Trey. Um, that's my guy. We're tight, you know, but man, really, shoot, I, I'd love to play anywhere. <laughs> like, you know, obviously, it would be cool to play with Trey Lance, but I would love to play with anywhere. So I didn't really get much out of him with that question. Sipping on my margarita. But so watching Trey Lance, this is a guy who actually was much more accurate in the he was much more accurate in the Texans game than I anticipated. At least like coming along, right? I'm like, damn, it's much more accurate right now than I was expecting. Cause you watch the preseason, you watch the Arizona game, and you're like, okay, some passes kind of all over the place, right? Like, yeah, he can he can thread the needle, he can make some throws, but one might go five yards over somebody's head, and you just never know, right? So, <laughs> whose spot he taking? All right, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Hold on. So, uh, I was looking at him early on, and I'm like, man, 49ers need to do like the uh, the Panthers did with Cam Newton. Now, hold on. I got to – yes, his finger was – his finger was healed, so he improved, but he hurt his finger in the last preseason game. He missed throws before that, like like all over the place, right? Like he missed throws. Now, I wasn't too worried about it because I didn't see that big of an issue on film uh, from North Dakota State, but he was missing throws before the whole finger thing. That didn't happen to the last preseason game. All right, but anyways, so I'm looking at Trey Lance. I'm just like, man, they need to maybe do what the Panthers did for Cam Newton. What was that? Say, so, you know what, Cam Newton, you know, you 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 can miss some. So we're going to make it simple on you. We're going to go get these six five six six receivers, put them on the outside, and then now when you throw the ball, you don't got to be pinpoint accurate. You don't got to be pinpoint accurate. Just go ahead and throw to a spot. Your big guys, they're going to go up and go get it. So Travis Benjamin and Devin Funches, just go up and get the ball. And they work for a little bit until Funches turned into a left tackle or uh, Benjamin turned into a left tackle, hella big, right? But it worked for a little bit. 
But also what they did was they said, you know what? We're also going to get you a real speedy car. We're going to get you Ted Ginn. And next thing you know, it's like, damn, what, who, who is this Ted Ginn guy? We haven't seen that, right? You see Ted Ginn stretching the field, uh, running off on people. So what they, what they did was, hey, let's get Cam Newton guys that you don't have to be as accurate with. We could just you throw the spots and uh, get you some speed guy, and you can just let it rip and throw it out there, and your speed guy's going to run underneath it. And I like that. And that's what I was thinking. And then I saw the Texans game, and I was like, damn. Trey Lance is much more accurate. He's much more efficient. He was hitting slants. You didn't see the crazy misses. I was expecting it. I was expecting that one throw where it's like, damn, he threw it five yards off somebody's head. Okay, settle down. You're going to be all right. You know, had to tweet that out. Didn't have any of those type of misses. So that was encouraging. But I still, I still would definitely, right now, in the 49ers, I believe, prior to, you know, signing any uh, guys to future contracts, their main guys that are kind of under contract still, excuse me, hold on. The main guys who are still kind of under contract, we're talking about guys like uh, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings. It's just those three. And then again, they do have guys like Keyshawn Johnson that they signed, you know, future contract guys. And we'll see what happens or whatever. But as far as the main guys go, they, they, there's a lot of room to kind of improve at that and be able to throw resources at it. And I don't think it has to be a veteran or something like that. You can bring some young dudes in there. All right. So what would I do? I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything possible to give my young guy all the love, all the weapons, everything that he needs at his disposal, and we're gonna go get it. All right. So Christian Watson, one, he checks off a couple boxes. First one is size. 49ers don't have a big tall receiver. All right. They don't have that big contested catch guy. You know, Trey Lance, one of his best passes that he threw all year was dropped. Now the coverage was tight, but if you have a bigger guy, catch radius a little bigger, maybe he comes down with it. In that play, I don't know, can anybody guess what play I'm talking about? It was a fade ball to Brandon Ayuk before halftime in the uh, Texans game. That was a beautiful throw. He just ran a go route. He looked left, came right, boom, let it rip, threw it right to a perfect, perfect spot. Perfect spot. And I was like, you know what? That was... That was a good throw. Now, go get you a 6'4 guy instead of these 5'11 receivers you have running around. So, yeah, to Ayuk. Instead of, you know, go get you a 6'4 guy. So now just the catch radius is bigger. All right? So, Christian Watson, one, he checks that box. He's a real 6'4 too. Because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you can be listed at whatever. But Christian Watson is a real 6'4". Once they measure you at the senior bowl and they're going to measure him again at the combine, like, he's 6'4". All right? And I stood next to him. He is hella tall. All right, so you got that guy. Now, he checks two boxes for the 49ers. One, it is that big catch radius guy that the 49ers just don't have. But also, and you got Jawan Jennings. He's an inch shorter, so I guess he fits that. But unlike Jawan Jennings, who ran it 4'7", Christian Watson probably is going to run a 4-4. Maybe 4-3. Some people tell me 4-3. We'll see. I didn't get I didn't get, I didn't feel 4-3 watching him, but definitely he won vertically with no issues. So, he's for sure going to run in the 4-4s. Four All right. So now you have a guy who not only has a big catch radius, but also 
has the vertical speed that the 49ers are really just kind of missing. Because Debo, he can run. Ayuk, he can run. But I wouldn't necessarily call them speedsters. They they can win vertically, actually. Oh, look, Debo, when he got the ball in his hands, he hits like this other gear and he just runs away from people. But when but when he's actually at receiver and trying to outrun people, he doesn't really do a good job of that. Have y'all seen him throw phase to Debo? There's like no separation. None at all. Uh, so you want that guy, hey, can I have a guy on the outside that could just run and stretch the field vertically? I think Christian Watson, he's, he scratches, he checks off both of those boxes. The big catch radius guy and the speed guy on the outside. All right. Now, see somebody in, this, in the chat say, I ran a 4-4, no? Uh, no, he didn't. He ran a 4-5. Now, he ran a 4-5 but had a core muscle injury, so that could have slowed him down. Debo did run in the 4-4s. Debo did. But he doesn't run away from people in route. He will run away from them with the ball in his hand. All right. But yeah, kind of going back to why I would look to a guy like Christian Watson. It has nothing to do with him playing at North Dakota State with Trey Lance. Obviously, that's a cool story, you know. I see somebody, some people connect, compare it to like uh, uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Margarita. I wouldn't go that far. But just he just checks all boxes that I feel like the 49ers need. And watching him at the senior bowl, I thought he did a lot of really good things. The first day, I was looking to see, like, hey, can he create, can he win vertically, right? They say he's fast. I need to see it. And I was like, mm, I didn't see the vertical speed, but they didn't try it. They he, they had him running slants and breaking routes, um, you know, shallows. Digs. He was winning on all of them. He ran a, a back shoulder. Uh, give me that. He ran a comeback. Strong hands. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Show me some nice stuff, but I want to see that speed. They told me that you run 4-3. And I didn't see it. So I was looking forward to seeing it uh, the following day. And I saw it. Now, it was raining that day. They underthrew him about three times on vertical routes where he just really ran by guys. But he, he has a really good skill set. Where he's going to get drafted, you have some people, sometimes when, like, the buzz is like that, everybody it starts bumping the guy up in people's minds or on social media. Or, But we're not we're not the draft guys, right? We're not the people. I, sh I should have asked my uh, – I, I was talking to scouts and stuff. I should have asked them. Matter of fact, I got a couple of their numbers. I'm going to ask them. I got a couple of them that are going to actually come on the show. They're not scouts of the 49ers, but scouts of other teams. But anyways, I'm going to reach out to them and ask them, hey, what do you think about Christian Watson? Because I don't know what his draft stock is going to be. If I had to guess right now, I'd say late day three. You know what I'm saying? So like third round and, then, you know, late third round maybe. Uh, but I don't know. It's always weird with the draft. Sometimes guys end up going later than that. Sometimes they go earlier. So I have no idea where Christian Watson is going to go. But I do know one thing. He checks off two boxes for the Fortnite that they just do not have. They don't have that pure vertical threat and they don't have that size guys with the vertical threat. They don't have it. And with how he was utilized at North Dakota State, he fits right in. We're really everything that the 49ers do. Whether it's the end of rounds, whether it's whatever it is, like he does all that. And he's fast. He can run. Real 6-4. Here we go. Um, I've always said uh, we need a playmaker that doesn't need to uh, get scheme open. Exactly. And I don't know if 49ers receivers have to be schemed open. But I do know they're not very big, so their room for error is 
you, it starts to shrink, right? You got to be more accurate throwing to Debo Samuel. You have to be more accurate throwing to Brandon Ayuk. Whereas a guy like Christian Watson, I might just need to throw it up in the area of Christian Watson. Here's a great question about him. Excuse me, right here. Can he block? Yes, he can block. He had to block. He played at North Dakota State. They run the ball 100 times a game. <laughs> he had to block. He had to block. Matter of fact, his production numbers are probably down because he had to block so much. So the 49ers, uh, Anthony, Anthony Lynn, they just hired him as assistant head coach. Okay. Good run game coordinator. You know, Anthony Lynn was a running back coach when I was with the Jets. He was a running back coach. Good guy. One time, you know, sometimes you just sit down in the, uh, in the, you know, the, the what do you call it? Oh, rest, restaurant area, whatever you want to call it, where all the food is. All right, they had a really nice one. They had like five-star five chefs. It was like crazy. All right. Really cool thing about being in the NFL, because, you know, I came from a Division two school. We didn't have much. I went to the uh, Arena League. Didn't have much like that, right? Then I get to the NFL. And one of the cool things is, it's like, dude, you 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 show up, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you'd be like, oh, uh, I want X, Y, Z. They have all kinds of stuff I never, bro, I never heard of, what's it, chick, uh, turkey sausage, chicken sausage? Chicken sausage. I had never heard of chicken sausage. But I was eating chicken sausage every day. <laughs> all right. But yeah, anyways, um, five star, like everything how you want it, it was really cool. Guys like me appreciated that stuff. I'm like, man, this is like five-star restaurant. What are you guys doing? Y'all know I'm eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are you guys talking about? I'm taking it home. Extra Gatorades. Like, what? I don't got to pay for these Gatorades? I'm taking all the Gatorades. All the nakeds. I'm taking all that. Then they put me on like this meal plan because they wanted me to drop my body fat. Um, I needed to drop my body fat to 8%. Dropped it with ease. <laughs> just eat their good-ass food. All right, but Anthony Lynn, one day he just sat next to me. I have no idea why I was sitting at the table by myself. Anthony Lynn just come by. I'm just like, oh, you know, how you doing, coach? Uh, you know, just ask a few questions and then that was it. But Anthony Lynn, he was cool. I didn't deal with him a whole lot, though. Obviously, you know, him being on the, uh, you know, being a running back coach at that time. So somebody said, damn, 8%? Yeah. Uh, 6'1 and a half, 198, 8% body fat. That's what I was on the Jets. Strong as hell, too. Hit 350, like, he, he, he. He, I was hella strong then. Um, definitely not as strong now. But Christian Watson, now, I have seen a lot of you ask, hey, can Christian Watson return punts and things like that? 49ers definitely need that. No, I, I don't know if he can. I, I'm not going to say he can't. He is a fluid mover. I think he has good loose hips, change of direction, all that's good. But is, do I want him, like, with how long he is, pause, with how long he is uh, just – you know, returning punts and kicks, eh, I'd probably stay away from that. But another receiver, if you want to load up, because, I mean, really, you got three guys right now. And I don't even know if Juwan Jennings is like, yeah, he, he's solid, but, you know, I don't even know if he's like truly a guy. But you got three guys right now, right? You got Debo, Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings, and then whoever else. So I see everybody saying Wondell Robinson, Wondell Robinson, threat to return kicks. Anybody can as well, but uh, it's tough because I see these guys in person. I just watched them, and the guy really—I mean, Calvin, Calvin Austin the third. Man, you talk about one—he does return punts and kicks. He's small; he's like five seven and a half or something like that. Like not big, 
murder guy, murder guys, murdered them. I mean, uh, whooping them off the line, uh, catch, play from the slot, play on the outside, win from the outside, win from the slot. Man, I mean, you had he uh Calvin Austin had a guy, he whooped a guy on a one-step slant. He beat a guy on a one-step slant and made the dude speed turn. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. If you get whooped and have to speed turn on a one-step slant, there's a couple things that are three things that come into play. One, you lost your leverage. All right. You don't want to lose your leverage. That definitely will make you kind of have to speed turn. Two, you, you're scared. All right. Two, you're scared. Three, you lost your leverage and you're scared. And you lost your leverage because you're scared. All right. So uh, Calvin Austin, I keep his, he has two first names. So uh, is it like, is it Austin Calvin, Calvin Austin, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Most of y'all, some of y'all. He, he was, he was murdering, he was murdering guys. I mean, I mean, call the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, just <laughs> whooping them. And he went all over. He won inside, outside, in in the field, uh, you know, just running by guys like they were just standing still. All right. Um, he was winning um, on the goal line, whooping dudes. He's small. Who cares? Right. Like, how are you going to utilize him? And I think, man, that, that's a guy you start talking about having that speed as well, having that return ability. That's a guy from the 49ers. Those two guys, man. Luckily, I'm not drafting. If, if I were drafting, those two dudes would be 49ers. I, I guarantee it. I'm loading up my offense. Enough of the enough of this. Enough of this. Everything gotta be so schemed. Enough of making everything have to be so hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh I'm airing it whole out. I, I'm airing it out. I'm, I'm getting dangerous guys. You already got dangerous guys. I'm adding to that. All right, enough of like, man, that 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 BS, man, in it. That game, I haven't watched the game back. It still makes me mad. All right, but uh, great question. Uh, I see a question about, you know, what about cornerbacks? Oh, and I did have a super chat. Hold on, did I get to the super chat? Here we go. I've always said uh, we need playmakers that then need to get seemed up. Okay, I did get to that. Yeah. Get guys that are just like, bro, I'm just hella fast and I scare you. So for me, Christian Watson, Calvin Austin, those guys would be, they're way different in stature. Christian Watson, 6'4", 211 pounds, and he can run. Calvin Austin, he's like 5'7". Five, six, six, five, he's almost 5'8". Almost 5'8". Those two guys would definitely be, they'd be 49ers. Because the 49ers, like, get this explosive offense. Get this explosive offense. Now, I see some people, what about cornerbacks? Uh, Kobe Bryant is nice. And I, I watched Kobe Bryant. Corner is hard for me because I'm likely going edge first. I get it. Uh, a lot of people, and I'll talk about these two guys too as well. I get it that a lot of people, you know, it's like, cornerback, cornerback, cornerback. But to me, it's like, all right, like, yeah, cornerback, you can get that. But, dude, I, I edge. If you can pressure guys and you have serviceable guys on the outside, 
You're fine. You're fine. Again, I'll say it again. If you can get pressure and you got serviceable guys on the outside, you're fine. I think the 49ers corners right now, they're, they're in a good place with guys like Emmanuel Mosley, with, you know, Ambry Thomas Landon. I bring in the vet free agent. You know what I'm saying? I, be, I bring in the vet free agent, have him compete with Ambry Thomas. All right, is Ambry Thomas going to take that next step? We got to see, right? But, and I would draft a corner at some point, but I don't think I would draft high. Just, just my opinion. Uh, Khalil Shakur out of Boise State, Croc, don't sleep. I, I'll watch him. And maybe, Jamal, what we can do is uh, we can have a watch party. And I'll, I'll put on some Boise State film if I got it. And, uh, yeah, we can do it that way. We can just all watch them together, and I can kind of talk through some of my my notes and different things that I'm seeing. Do we have a chance at Jermaine Johnson? No. And I don't really like to say that you don't have a chance at somebody, but, you know, I think he's going first round. He was good. He was good. And if you listen to Locked On NFL Draft, which I'm sure y'all do, I'm sure y'all do, all right, Locked On NFL Draft with myself, uh, Ryan Tracy. I have my guy Rob Rang. And one of my buddies, all right, one of my buddies, uh, Io, he was on. He was out there with me in Mobile, Alabama. And he loved Jermaine Johnson. Everybody did. <laughs> like, people raved about him. But but once my homeboy says it like that, that kind of solidifies it. Because he's not with the BS. He don't know none of these dudes from nothing. He knew a little bit about Jermaine Johnson because I think he's from Minnesota. But, yeah, he, I think he's a first-round guy. He might even be, he might be like a top 15 guy. But who won't go first round, most likely, is uh, Boye Mafe. All right, so Boye Mafe is, and I see, uh, damn, Austin, uh, 59160. He measured in at a shade under 58. So you got to look up their senior bowl uh, numbers because those are the real numbers. So he was short, but who cares? Can he stretch the field? Damn right he can. Uh, Arnold, big, good uh, D4 replacement. I'm sorry, I can't, you know, Ebikati, Ebikati, Ebikati. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I like that you got these names, though, Jamal. Jamal, we got to come on and talk, uh, bring you on and talk draft. That's what we got to do. But Boye Mafe, uh, another guy who looked good, have been. He's more of a probably a specialized pass rusher right now. Uh, fits a little bit more of a 3-4 as opposed to a 4-3, which is 49ers play. But when you look at guys like, you know, Ebucam, I think he's kind of in that mold, right? Because Ebucam, he was more of a guy who is, you know, Remember, with the Rams, he wasn't a pure pass rusher like that. He was, like, outside linebacker, and then they're like, okay, let's rush him as a passer. Okay, we're not going to rush him as a passer. We're going to use him as an outside linebacker. Don't know exactly, okay, where we're going to use him. But 49ers said, no, we're going to use you as more just a pass rusher. And I think my guy, uh, Boye Mafe, he, he's like that. 6'3 and a half, 256 pounds, whatever they weighed in that, long arms, fluid, going around the hoops. I mean, he, he killed that, uh, you know, doing the bend drill. It was effortless for him. Uh, I think he is somebody that's going to be more of a specialized pass rusher. So if I'm the 49ers, I'm building. I'm building. I get it. Everybody wants cornerback. Listen, y'all. 
Y'all, everybody screams cornerback, and I and I keep saying it. Cornerbacks aren't going to be the reason the 49ers lose. I said that all year, right? Said it all year. 49ers lose game is likely not going to be because of the cornerbacks. Now, you can look and say, oh, man, the, 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 the 49ers, you know, they, they gave up 140 yards to uh, A.J. Brown. Or the 49ers gave up uh, over 200 yards to Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup. And? Like, they gave up two touchdowns. The 49ers gave up two touchdowns. So, okay, you get, you get, you get, they got all these yards or whatever. You know what I'm saying? All these yards. The 49ers gave up two touchdowns. Two. Two touchdowns. They gave up one touchdown in the first, in the Packers game. They gave up one touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys. So, why is everybody screaming cornerback? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that they're great. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, clearly it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't move, it doesn't move the the it doesn't change the dynamic of the game, I think, the way that people think. Now, again, I see my guy Rome, Rome the upsetter in there, and he says, uh, facts, we don't need new corners. I'm I'm not, I don't want to go that far. I would definitely have somebody uh come in and compete against. Guys, like compete against Amory Thomas. Like I would bring somebody in to compete, a veteran, most likely. But I don't think it it moves the needle the way people think. So, like I see uh, my guy Kevin Ford right there. I don't want to put it down because I got the super chat I'm about to talk about. But he says Cooper Cup killed the 49ers. Kill, kill, uh, Cup killed us, bro. And I say this: Cup had a good game. They scored two touchdowns. Two. Touchdowns. Two. Two. That's that's not that's not like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not like you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, man, we just can't do that. It's like they scored two touchdowns. And like my guy Nate Glizzy says, what up, Nay? Says <laughs> Cup kills everybody. And he did. Uh, 49ers hire Anthony Lynn as assistant head coach. We did just address it. Appreciate you coming in and shooting the, uh, the uh, super chat. He definitely, you know, good hire. Good, man. If you watch him on Hard Knocks, you see, like, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a good person to have in the building. That is a good person to have in the building. Anthony Lynn. Manly man. Uh, your thoughts on Verone McKinley? I, 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 playmaking safety? Little undersized, right? Undersized. I don't even know what that means at the in this at the defensive back position right now because he is like 5'11, 190 something. But I think when you think of like how big a safety is supposed to be in your head, uh, he might be a little under that. But good guy, playmaker. Uh they play a lot of zone at at Oregon. So he's at Oregon. Might have led the league in interceptions, uh college football and interceptions. He had a lot. But yeah, I, I like I like Veron McKinley. I like him. Very smart. He's a very studious uh safety. Smart on the field, smart off the field. Uh very aware of what he is and what he isn't. I like Veron McKinley. 
<laughs> so I two TDs, true. But what if we had an elite CB that could have held Cup to one TD? I'm not even just saying. I know Cup had two TDs. But I'm saying as a team, they had two t TDs. So it's like whether you held Cup to, to no TDs, but they still had two TDs. I, I don't look at it. I don't think I look at stuff kind of the same way everybody else does. Like I remember everybody complaining about cornerbacks after the Tennessee game. And it's like, bro, up to that last drive, man, they had they have 17 points. Like, what are we talking about? Did the 49ers do a really good job playing team defense? Continue to get after passers, get them off of their spots, and that's how you are going to win. Get after quarterbacks, get them off of their spots. I don't think there's just like this shutdown guy. I don't think so. Who Who's a shutdown corner? I want to say Ramsey. I saw him get torched by Buccaneers by Mike Evans. Y'all tell me who a shutdown corner is. You know what I'm saying? So, and whoever you think is a shutdown corner is probably not if you actually watch them every game. Here we go. Fans are always too hard on corners. It's not an easy position. I think, uh, yeah, that has a big, that has a big hand in it right there, right? Like, not truly understanding it, but I, I think fans are probably a lot harder on their corners. Fans are typically harder on their corners because they don't watch the other corners. Like J.C. Jackson. I think J.C. Jackson's good as hell. He really is. But if you ask some Patriots guy, like like real Patriot guy, not just like some random fans, they'll tell you, no, he's not better than Stephon Gilmore. He just gets more, got more interceptions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll, they'll, you know, it, the cornerback thing is a little weird. I, I look at it. I'm, I watch, I watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of corners. And it's like, you're better off just, can you have some serviceable guys out there? Because there really isn't really a such thing as a shutdown guy. And even if, you, let's say there are shutdowns, there might be two, three, maybe, in all of the NFL after all these years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, if you add up all the guys, all the years they've played and all the swings and misses and everything at the cornerback position, you might have three guys that really challenge guys are really, like, you know what I'm saying? So when I look at that, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion on the quarterback position. I, I'm, I'm going edge. I'm getting interior pressure. And as long as I have corners that are serviceable, which I think the 49ers have, I'll be fine. Now, some guys are kind of being used a little bit out of position. Like, Ambry Thomas, he's a press man corner at, he's a press man corner at Michigan. Ramsey is very good, but has never been shut down, last shut down corner was Revis and Raiders Namdi. Uh, Gilmore was close in 2019. Uh, yeah. Hey, like if you if you if Revis if Revis is the standard for what a shutdown corner is, then yeah. It's uh it ain't nobody like Revis. Ramsey, very good. I think he's the closest thing when he's when he's dialed in. He can make you pay. He dropped the interception against the 49ers. They got away with well, I guess it didn't matter. 
but definitely got away with one because he let one go through right right through uh, both of his hands. Uh, you think the Niners still stuck on high draft pick for Jimmy G or different option? Hold on, what you saying, Ned Glizzy? What you saying, Ned? Uh, you think the Niners still stuck on a high draft pick for Jimmy? Oh, okay, wait. Are you saying like, do you think that like, oh, it gotta be, it gotta be a high draft pick for for Jimmy, or they don't want it? Uh, no, I think they're gonna take what they can get. Cause now you kind of gotta just move on from him. Lewis in uh, safety, your thoughts, Crocker. I haven't watched him just yet. I appreciate the contribution, but because of the contribution, I will get back to watching him. I know who you're talking about, though. The safety out of Georgia, right? Safety out of Georgia. I will get to him. I will get to him. My guy, Chris, welcome back. If you're late in here, we got about 300 of y'all in here right now. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. I have been going. I was at Senior Bowl. If y'all have any questions on maybe some of the other things I saw at Senior Bowl, I know we're talking about the 49ers kind of building through the draft. We've talked a lot about it, at least the main topics I want to touch on. Uh, I'll run back through it if you're just joining late. Uh, appreciate the super chat, my brother. Uh, if you're just joining late, the, the topic of discussion was building around Trey Lance. All right, draft draft needs. I said edge, cornerback, interior line, interior offensive line, and wide receiver. Uh, I also circle back and saying, just because edge, CB, interior offensive line are higher needs quote unquote than maybe a receiver that does not mean that you have to draft draft an edge cb or interior office alignment before you take a receiver i referenced back to the dallas cowboys taking cd lamb which i thought was crazy at the time but they were like no croc like just because i draft a receiver first does not mean i can't address the other needs throughout the rest of the draft i was like damn you know what you're right cowboys you are right <laughs> you are right so um, if 49ers, and with their second pick, their second round pick, late second round now, what, 29th pick in the second round probably, I don't think that that pick 100% has to be a corner. 100% has to be an edge. 100% has to be anything. I think you say, who's the highest guy on our board? You know what I'm saying? And whoever that is, we draft that. You got the whole, you have the whole draft to address positions that you need. Who Who is to say... It has to be a certain order, right? Who 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 is to say that is like well, edge cornerback interior offensive line those are our biggest needs. So our first pick that we have got to be edge. Second pick got to be corner. Third pick got to be interior offensive line. Like nah, like just address it. However you dress, address it. Appreciate my guy, 49er Lakers. I'm a 49er Laker as well. Let's go, let's go with the contribution. He says thanks for the content, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, everything, let's see what this is. Everything needs to be in the draft. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. Uh, I remember when Dion and Rice would go at it. It was always a back and forth battle. It was a blessing to watch. I wish I was old enough to like, like you know, Falcons Dion. Like, I would love to see Falcons Dion versus Jerry Rice. I'm just a little too young for that. Little too young, just a little too young. I'm 34 years old, but just missed that. Verrett for slot next year. We'll see, man. I mean, Verrett, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? These injuries, they start to wear on you a little bit. 
it starts to wear on you a little bit, man. I, I feel sorry for Verrett. As a strong uh, a, a strong safety in the second will be my strategy. Then a wide receiver in the fourth. Thoughts, edge rusher in third, maybe. My my thoughts, my thoughts are this legitimately my thoughts. However, my board is set. Like, okay, so everybody has a draft board. All right, everybody has a board. And they have guys where they know kind of where they should take, but they have a big board, right? Say your big board has 60 guys on it. Ah, probably it's going to be more than that. All right, but you got 100 guys on your board that you would love to take, right? Or let's say 60. You got 60 guys that you're targeting, right? Like, okay, these are 60 guys that we really like. And you start, boom, boom, boom. Just in case maybe one of them falls to you. Even if it's not a strong safety at the top, or if it's not a strong safety at the top, I'm I want I'm taking whatever is at the top. That's what I'm doing. So if it if it if it happens to be a edge player and he's at the top of my board when we pick in the second, then I'm taking him. Now, if at the top of that is I don't know Christian Watson again, I don't know where he's gonna go, but say it's Christian Watson. That's why I have at the top uh, with my where when the 49ers pick. 29th in the sec second round, right? Their, their second round pick. I'm taking Christian Watson receiver. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I, don't, I don't think it got to be like, oh, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Do like a mock draft, right? On like the, the mock draft machine. And kind of see, like, you'll see, you'll see who's available. You'll see some other guys. Okay, I know I want this guy, but there's some of these other guys or whatever. And, and start, you know, looking at that and kind of, okay, I know I want a cornerback. I know I want an edge. I know I want a receiver, but man, these are the receivers that's left. Man, I know I want this guy. Okay, let me take this receiver because there's still a couple corners that I would take, and I think they're gonna be there next round. Like that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the contribution. Uh nothing killed our DBs but PIs. We gave up 20 points in the championship game. I know is I, I think that's a hard concept, my dog. I think that's a hard concept for people to understand because they'll look at something like a, they'll look at like some stats and and I've seen it like oh Odell and those guys they had over two hundred yards like they had twenty points and it took everything in them to get those twenty points. I'm gonna look into I'm gonna look into this safety. I'll look into him tomorrow. All right, because he is a guy who I think uh I mean a lot of people have mentioned him. Strong safety 49ers, I mean Tart maybe going. I bring Tart back. I like Tart. It's unfortunate he dropped that punt. But I'd bring Tart back. Seeing the hammer. All right, but yeah, I kind of talked a little bit about my strategy. And for those of you who kind of missed, and I see this one, they did drop an open touchdown. It happens. <laughs> it happens. His ball tracking skills were bad. That wasn't the – I know it looks like, oh, he just dropped the ball, but it wasn't like the easiest because he was kind of in the middle of the field and the ball was kind of coming over his head. So when the ball is coming in like that, like you have to track it in this way, and sometimes you kind of short arm it a little bit and it can end up going in your hand, off your hand. So – you know, I think it probably looked a little easier than what it actually was. Now, every receiver is going to tell you, I should have caught that. I got to catch that. I'm just telling you, he 
misjudge his arms trying to track that ball in over the head. Cause that's kind of it's it's a little tough. It is a little tough. Uh, the team held them to 20, but our corners gave up two TDs, though. Well, it's a passing league, so most of the time, it's going to be secondary members that give up a touchdown pass, but at the end of the day, it's two, it's two touchdowns. <laughs> it's two touchdowns. That's all the Rams. The Rams scored two touchdowns. Two. The Packers scored one touchdown. The Cowboys scored one. The 49ers gave up four touchdowns in three games. Four. <laughs> the 49ers gave up four touchdowns in three games. That's that's pretty good. Did the Cowboys give up? Give, I feel like my math is off on the Cowboys. No, I think I'm right. Four touchdowns in three games. The the entire game defense. That is not bad. Right. The Chiefs and Bills scored four in two minutes. Okay, so Dallas, because Dallas had 16 points. So did they miss an extra point? Or did they go for two? Why am I off on the Cowboys? I remember the okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So five touchdowns, you give up five touchdowns in three games. That ain't bad. Five touchdowns in three games. Five. So that's you know, build the front up. That's what I would do. Continue to address the front, the D-line, the edge. I would throw some resources at corner, but maybe not as high as I think some of y'all would like. Because I don't think that there's just shut down corners like that. And I'm going to tell you this. Like, y'all would like a corner one week, and then y'all going to hit on the next week. I know how y'all fans are. <laughs> y'all going to like them one week, and then be like, oh, my gosh, your corner got destroyed. Get him out of here. We need to draft a guy first round. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, know how, I already know how the fans get, man. Corners, they fine. Unless you really feel like somebody's a shutdown corner, I'm telling you, it's not going to move the needle the way y'all think. It ain't going to move the needle. Appreciate everybody in here. 285 of y'all. So this is what we're going to do, man. Y'all already know. Y'all know what it is. Link in the chat. So anybody want to come on and talk about maybe, you know, your philosophy with the draft? Hey, Eric Crocker. You're wrong. Your method stinks. Uh, this is what I would do. I would love to hear on. i uh, love to have you on. Come on. Talk about it. I wouldn't take a CB. I look for help in free agent. I would take a CB. I just, it wouldn't be something that I 100% prioritize. Now, let's say, because I really like, um, I really like my guy. I just posted about him too. Roger McCrary. If, if, if by the graces of God, Roger McCrary is like, Fell to late second round, I'd be like, get him. He can play nickel. He can play outside. He can be somebody that's good for the 49ers. So from that standpoint, yeah, definitely. Got another super chat here before I bring on uh, the caller. Uh, the same people calling the D giving up four touchdowns in three games are the same people that were okay with Jimmy G's turn. Ooh. I'm going to leave that up there. 
What's good, bro? What's good, Croc. Welcome back. Oh, back. Sip, sipping my work. I'm I'm on cloud nine. I just got off of work. I, whew, you know, tired. But Croc, do you see that we hired Anthony Lynn? I did, and I see somebody right here. Um, right here. Uh, what do you think about the new hiring of Anthony Lynn as assistant head coach? And I like it. There are a couple of things. And one, I, I talked about it. You know, I had my uh, experience with Anthony Lynn. He was the running back coach when I was with the New York Jets. So, you know, we didn't cross paths a whole lot because, you know, I was on defense. He was on offense. So we didn't really talk. But one day he just randomly sat next to me. And, you know, we had a little small conversation. He probably doesn't even know or remember who Eric Crocker was. But, uh, yeah, I like I like Anthony Lynn. I, I think what I've seen from him in person, obviously, limited – Limited in person because I wasn't in meeting rooms and stuff with him. I didn't really get to know the person. He was a running back coach. All right. But what I've seen from him on like hard knocks, I hey, this is this is a this is a I like him. I like him as a coach, who he was as a man, as a person. I think he does a really good job of getting the most out of his guys. I thought he actually did a pretty good job as the uh as the head coach, but you know how they be cutting all black dudes, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can't just be <laughs> You can't just be regular. Like, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to go above and beyond. You feel me? So, Anthony Lynn, I like him real quick. Let me, uh, are we going to try to pick up a speedster receiver like Tyreek Hill? There's only one Tyreek Hill. All right. But anyways, well, I'll get to that. But what's good, Chris? No, no, get to it. I mean, these fans' expectations are crazy with Davey Axon, bro. This is sick. You get to it, though. Okay, so, one Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's a former running back. He's someone who played running back, converted to being a receiver. Obviously, he has blazing speed. Uh, you know, he had his off-the-field things going on, so he was somebody that slipped to later round. I believe fifth round he was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, his rookie year, he did well. But what he did was, you know what? I want to be a more complete receiver. I want to be a guy that is just unstoppable. Hey, he reached out to Coach uh, Dub Williams. Keith Williams, who's now the receiver coach for the Ravens. So he I don't know if he's trained these guys in the offseason now. That might be tampering. But he reached out to him and trained with him. Now he trains with him every offseason. Uh, he has really worked on controlling his speed. And, you know, some guys aren't used to getting out of their comfort zone uh, when it comes to, like, kind of what they are and working on things that maybe is not necessarily their strength. And I think he did a really good job of that. So it's hard to just say, oh, I want to – I want a, I want a, a Tyreek Hill speedster type guy because he has special speed and not just special speed, but special stop start. But I just talked about Calvin Austin. I got to see him in person. So all these other guys, I know people are talking about Wandale uh, Robinson out of Kentucky, a smaller like slot receiver. And uh, I watched a little bit of him, not too much, but I know I just watched Calvin Austin in person, and he was, he was legit. Like Calvin Austin was. I was like, okay, he's small. He was a little bit under 5'8". So small, small, 5'7", 3 fourths or something like that. But they couldn't get a hand on him at the line of scrimmage. They tried to play off. He just ran by him. He's whooping guys on slants. He's whooping guys on comebacks. I mean, he was really good. Small, but really good. But go ahead. But go ahead, Chris. So, I, 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 you know, I was on this whole bring tart back train. But I just, I just, you know, somebody had to, you know, help me realize Dart doesn't finish full seasons. 
I don't even know when the last he's actually never finished a full season ever. He is due to miss three to four games a year. So I don't think I just can't, you know, uh bring these injury prone players back. Now, with saying that, I'm about to be a little hypocrite. I definitely do want to bring Moser back because I, I think his <laughs> dynamic, just the, the dynamic he brings to the offense is completely different. And and even Kyle Shanahan said it like he's like I can't call certain plays because they're literally built for uh, Raheem Mostert. So, but I understand if people are totally against it. Trust me, I do. I get it. But you know, for me to you, I, I just don't think uh, I, I'm not I'm not really big on uh, Tart coming back now. But I also want to say this too, and I love McQuarrie. I, I think I've been telling you like I mean that, that dude in his game against Alabama, they were they were trying to test him, and I thought he answered the test pretty well. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm not really big a big fan on this draft this year. I think this is a solid, solid, maybe good class. Uh, you, and I think I've told you this. I may have, maybe not, but 2023 class is going to be special. That's a class where I, it's going to be more well rounded. You're going to the quarters quarterbacks, and, and this is all hypotheticals because you know injuries happen, all different type of things happen. But the quarterback class can be insane with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Hopefully DJ Ugalele get you know his stuff together. Uh, so I, I'm I'm actually going to be uh, real excited for the 2023 class. I mean, there's more players. I just I'm not going to name them like right off the top of my head right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, if I had to point out you know two of my favorite players in this class, Tavion Thomas, running back from Utah, and I, and this goes beyond Niners. It's not just Niners. Davion Thomas is not going to go to the Niners. Niners are loaded at running back. And then uh, uh, Dulich, the uh, tight end from UCLA, I think he's a a special player. And now that could be somebody for the Niners because I think we should definitely throw in somebody to replace, uh, replace, you know, somebody like DeWelly. And I think, you know, I've watched Dulich uh, for three years. He's a really good receiving tight end. And he has deceptive speed. So I like somebody like him. Uh, and my draft, you know, talking about draft philosophies, I don't think you all, you got to build everything in the draft, but uh, you know, I you know, free agency helps. The corner situation, fans are so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you have to explain. Like, there's somebody, like there are certain people who just J.C. Jackson, J.C. Jackson, J.C. Jackson. It's like, bro, we gave up. We only. We gave up 300-yard passers twice the whole season. And I think – I don't know if Matthew Stafford threw for 300 yards last game. Did he? I think he did, yeah. Okay, so three 300-yard passers in uh, how many games was that? 19. 19 Nin- games. 18, yeah. <laughs> N- no, because they had 18 – they had eight. They had 17 regular season games, so 18, 19, 20. 20, games. 20. Bro, 20, 20 games. games. 20 games we gave up three – we gave up three 300-yard passers, bro. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what these fans expect. And touchdowns are DBs uh, like our passing. You know, passing uh, defense and touchdowns given up. I think to finish the year, we probably ranked. Uh, I believe, and it was in, in the top ten. Everything we were, you know, everything about our defense was uh, hovering around top ten. Everything. So I don't know what these fans want. They were so used to seeing Josh Norman, and they were so used to seeing uh, Kit Patrick or whatever his name is play that they, they just forgot that we actually Mosley and Thomas and they played extremely well. Like did the Adams destroy us? No. 
Did uh, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, who everybody was talking about, and, Pat, and uh, Cedric Wilson, did they destroy us? No. But they see Cooper Cup, who almost set a single season record with 1,900 yards. Like, they, they expect – they just expect him not to make plays. They expect Odell Beckham not to make plays. I, I, don't, I don't understand with these people. And to give up five touchdowns through the whole playoffs in three games? That's, that, that says a lot about our offense, which we only scored four touchdowns. That's sick. All right, crack him out of here. Appreciate you. Yeah, he did like a, a, a mic drop. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and that's not to say that the 49ers can't address the cornerback position. I, I won't say that. Like, oh, they shouldn't. I would just say I don't think it's as much of a priority. I wouldn't – I think it is a need. But maybe not the way the 49 fans think. I would do it just because I, I'm only com comfortable with two guys. You know what I'm saying? Like Ambry Thomas, and even then, it's like, I uh, gotta continue to get better, right? And then Emmanuel Mosley. And outside of that, it's like, you know, you're you're really thin. So from that standpoint, yeah, like you know, draft a corner. Uh, but I don't think it has to be high. I don't think you have to prioritize it in the draft, but I do think at some point you need to take a cornerback. Uh, free agency, I definitely would uh, add a veteran that's going to push Ambry Thomas. I definitely would bring back D uh, Dante Johnson again. I know he ain't going nowhere. All right. But, yeah, man. Hey, and a couple things, man. Like, we've touched on it a little bit before, but Tariq Hill. And I see everybody in here, you know, Tariq Hill, he's a trash human. Uh, he's, you know, he, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And. I listen to the audio, man, and and I I ask everybody before we're really getting on him for those things that transpired in college. Listen to the audio when the old girl was recording him, and he didn't know she was recording him, and she was recording him trying to get him trying to get out of him uh, the incident with his son. Now that was okay, whatever. But the incident from when he was in college comes back up, where everybody says he beat the girl. And if you listen to that audio, that is not what happened. Now, maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe I heard the audio wrong. But if you listen to the audio, let me know what you heard. But what I heard was he's saying, man, you're trying to get me like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to start this stuff. You try to get me like uh, you did in college. Like, and he brought it up. He was like, man, what happened that night? Woo -woo. And he went in on her and was like, you know, basically like, you know, went through a phone. Somebody went through a phone. He put her out. And he was like, why did you say, why did you say I hit you? You almost ruined my career, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and he 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 said that he did something. Like, he pled guilty so that it would kind of go away or something. But he wasn't guilty. I don't know. Y'all go listen to it. But from what I heard, he didn't beat this girl. And he said it on an audio that she's recorded. So, I don't know. Y'all go listen to it. I have a hard time. Like, trash human. Go listen to the audio. That's what I would say. All right, here we go. Uh, got my guy, Smoking Niner guy. What's up, man? What up, man? How How's you doing, audio? bro? Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. I got you. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm going through the, the car roof, too. So. But um, I would say my philosophy on this draft would be to uh, – just like you said, set the board up and not really chase. If we have uh, our guys that, 
you know, that fall, then we go attack. But I'm all for retooling and, and just punishing this depth that we have. You know, we're gonna we're gonna lose key members of this team. But uh, you know, whoever we do lose, because you you never know, you know, we could we're gonna lose some unexpected people, we're gonna keep some unexpected people. So Whoever we do keep, we just got to fill in that gap. I know one thing that I, w- I, w- I would like to come out of this draft is maybe a young up-and-coming or a young edge guy that maybe we can put him in some sub-packages that, you know, that could uh, fit into the rotation, you know, somebody that's going to add. Because I'm pretty sure we're going to lose that, that DN depth um, that we have. But just somebody that we can just keep keep building on and, and just keep um, for, um, grooming to at least, you know, take over or at least have some break carve out his own little uh, role. Um, and also I want to uh, give you a, a, a shout out because uh, I, I enrolled in the Scouts, Scout Academy. Okay, so yeah. Now. And man, man, that is, it's no joke. Like It's real, huh? It, you, yeah, you like, I'll be watching football just like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. But it's, it's so, just the, I'm all, we're in the fourth week. But just the four weeks that we've done is, is just like I've learned so much about watching film and like like the little stuff of what we look for and, and it's just I'm like, man, this is this is solid work. So so I wanted to uh definitely give you a heads up and, and good luck for that for that that um that drop for that. Hell yeah, man. And keep us updated on that because uh it's a rigorous, you know, you gotta watch a lot of film, uh you gotta take a lot of notes. And uh, they they challenge you to work on positions that you're not used to watching, like offensive line. That was my position, so I ended up watching a whole lot of Mike McGlinchey. And um, it was cool to see how Mike McGlinchey in the year I watched, which was 2019 season, how he progressed from the start of the season to the end, and in different areas and what he struggled with. It was cool watching that. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, man. Keep us updated on all that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. Uh, I ain't gonna stay on long. I got a, the wife's coming out of the grocery store, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get back to it. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, welcome back. It's good to have you back on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about this uh, off season. And let's go nine again. Let's go. Appreciate you coming on, big dog. All right. All right. Here we go. I got my next guy coming on. We got Chris. Chris, what up, man? Yo, what's good, Crack? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. Yeah, we're hey yo man, welcome back. Uh yeah, oh, so you. I've been in I've been in some Twitter spaces lately and you know, everybody's kinda going crazy with all this draft stuff. Um, but for me, like I think philosophy is kinda like what you described. Like I think it should always be best player available, like your highest rated player. And if you've seen what like the Niners have done uh, since Kyle and John have been there, it's it, they usually fill their roster out as much as they can through free agency and then go into the draft like it's like you know the highest rated players on their board so i know that like we're talking about the draft and stuff but for me like i think free agency is going to be a lot bigger um for us this year keeping a lot of guys we got a lot of uh, a lot of free agents and stuff like that so like going through free agency then I'll, I'll know a little bit more of like okay this is where they might be heading with um right in terms of uh, in terms of the draft so yeah no i just want to i just wanted to get that off but yeah that's it thanks for coming back like we're all happy to have you back man um i, I hope the uh, the senior bowl is dope though man like that seems like a, a good opportunity a good time for networking and shit so 
Oh yeah, big time. I, I talked to a good amount of people, uh, scouts, uh, some you know high level scouts, some you know a, a bunch of you know different media uh, content creators on you know various platforms. So uh, it was cool. It was cool, and you know for me like networking is hard because like I don't really care to like you know what I'm saying like I don't want to come off a certain way, but like I don't really care to meet you. Not you. I'm saying like in general. I, <laughs> no, I no, know. no. Yeah, no, I get you know it. I'm saying? Like, I, it's like yeah. I, I stay in my lane and stuff. So like with all of this stuff that I'm doing and really turning this into uh, my profession now, right? Like this is how I provide for my family. And I'm actually doing very well at it uh, financially. It's like you got to get out your comfort zone a little bit, you know, and, and you know, introduce yourself to some people like Antoine Bethea. You know, like I saw Antoine Bethea and I'm like, I, I was about to walk by him and I'm like, Man, just introduce him to like just introduce yourself yeah. and just right. like shake hands with him. You know what I'm saying? So I see Bethany and I and I walk up and I'm like, oh, you know, A B, you know, I'm Eric Crocker. He's like, Oh, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, you be talking about 49ers and stuff. So he knew who I was, but yeah, it was dope. cool to put the the face, you know what I'm saying? Like introduce yourself that way. Uh a bunch of other people, man. Some other players like uh uh Marcus Cromarty, you know, he played with the Niners. We talked for a little bit about his time with the Niners and Stuff like that, so you know, I had to do a little networking, but you know, look, get out of my comfort zone a little bit. But it was good, it was good. Now, I feel that. And last thing, uh, shout out Northside Stockton. I'm from Northside Stockton, I moved to uh, Southern California when I was like eight years old. But it's dope to see you out here repping, you know, all the time. Oh, always. Where you, where, where, where part of the north side? Uh, I lived on Annapolis Square, it was over by the Marina Market and all that. Okay, so over by uh, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go to Lincoln. Okay, yep. I know exactly where that, yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. But, um, yeah, keep doing your thing, man. Always here to support. All right, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Awesome call. Bro, like, why are you yelling at me? Why is this all caps? <laughs> why are you yelling at me? All right. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about Jalen Tober from South Alabama? Uh, but now, nah, uh, what do you think about him? Uh, he went for 1400 plus yards. Tolbert, I I saw a guy winning vertically. Okay, so here here's how I I attack Senior Bowl. All right, I do remember uh, <laughs> my guy Rob. I do remember a a Tolbert there, but I thought he was from a different school. But anyways. If you if you go into the senior bowl, I, I had to kind of tell myself how I want to attack this. If I, if I went into it and was just like, I'm I'm just gonna watch everybody, I'd end up watching nothing. Have any of you been at like a 49ers training camp practice, right? And it's like it's on me to bring y'all content about what's going on 49ers training camp practice. And like I I learned I gotta focus on specific guys or a specific group, or you know what I'm saying, or I'm gonna end up missing a lot of things. And Going into the senior bowl, I told myself, all right, like each day I'm going to watch uh, four new people from each team. So uh, the national team will practice, then the American team will practice. And I'm going to watch four guys from each team, uh, two on offense, two on defense. So I didn't really get a good look at a lot of other people unless they just like made some plays that really stood out. But I wasn't really focused on them. I was focused on my guys that I knew I wanted to watch and write about or talk about. So uh, there are some guys that I thought did very well, but I, I would have to go back and look at my videos and stuff because I have like these little voice memo notes and and talk about them from that way. But 
yeah, there, there's so much going on. I, I had to like focus in on one thing or I would come back and really not have nothing. I hope that makes sense. I watched a lot of really everything. I mean, warm-ups, like the way Christian Watson, the way Christian Watson would warm up, go through cones, him, Romeo Dubs, uh, Calvin Austin. Like, I would watch how they warm up, how they go through their drills, uh, you know, box drills, uh, routes on the air, obviously one-on-ones. I, I would do the same with some of the defensive backs that I watch, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Gregory Jr. Like, I would, like, you know, uh, 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 gosh, what's the kid's name? Goodrich out of Clemson. You know, it was like, like focus on, you know, I was so focused on them. Then the next day I was watching a lot of defensive linemen. I watched a ton of Tremaine Johnson, uh, Boy and Mafi, uh, the Ty Smith out of Ohio State. Like, and I was really just focused on like how those guys did. So there might, there's probably a lot of guys I missed, but yeah. So Tobert, I'll write him down. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. So I wrote down Tolbert. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely will end up looking into him. I definitely will look at, into him. But, yeah, man, appreciate everybody that came in here. You know, this was kind of spur of the moment. I thought about it earlier. Obviously, this is not the normal time that we go in. Still, you know, we've had around, you know, 300... 300 live viewers. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. Uh, y'all let me know if there's something else that y'all want to know about the team or what any thoughts or whatever. If there's anybody that still wants to come on, maybe you didn't get your point off or you want to come on live, put that in the chat right now. But uh, if not, we'll be signing off for the weekend, and then obviously we'll get back Monday. I just – I haven't accepted it yet, all right, but I did get uh, you know, a nice little opportunity to do a draft show with the uh, New York Giants. So we'll see. We'll see if I end up accepting that. That'll be really cool. Uh, man, I appreciate all y'all, man. Like, you know, y'all y'all continue to, you know, tune in and stuff like that, man. You make this stuff fun. And this is like, you know, this is the Crocky show, man. This is my radio show. So this isn't something where I have to be super um, structured or anything. Obviously, I have my notes, man. We can veer off that, whatever. We talk about all kind of stuff, but yeah, man. Uh, appreciate everybody's in here. Y'all have helped me a lot with my platform and everything. Who is your edge draft crush? I haven't, again, I, I watched a few of the draft uh, edges at the Senior Bowl, and a big one was uh, I, I really like, I mean, Jermaine Johnson, but everybody liked Jermaine Johnson, but I think it was more so because I had my guy with me that was, a, he's an edge rush guy. He's like a pass specialist, pass rush specialist, uh, works with a lot of guys, NFL players up in Minnesota. Trains guys for the combines, all that good stuff. So talking talking with him and how much he loved Jermaine Johnson, that made me love Jermaine Johnson. And obviously, Boyle Mafe, I think that's a guy 49ers potentially can get day two. So um, I think he's somebody that will be more of a pass rush type specialist. But, yeah, those are a couple of the guys. I see some people um, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo in the chat. Why y'all talking about? We ain't got to talk about Jimmy. We don't got to talk. Jimmy's gone. He's not going to be a 49er. Uh, didn't you train a DB that went up against Christian Watson? Nah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My guy, Zay Downs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah. Uh, this is when um, uh, uh, Sam Houston, they played North Dakota State in the playoffs. 
Uh, this was the COVID year. He did guard. He actually got an interception while guarding Christian Watson. His take on Christian Watson was like, man, he is all right, coach. He ain't all that. Like that was that was what he said. So, and knowing how he talks, that's how I read the message when I asked him, like, hey man, what you think about Christian Watson? Man, he wasn't that special, man. He was all right. <laughs> so, that's my guy right there, man. That's my guy. And shout out to uh, for those of you who don't know LT Simple Jack. That's Rob Louder, man. So y'all say what's up to Rob Louder. That's Rob right there. I know y'all listen to Striking Gold. But yeah. All right, man. That's going to do it for this episode, man. I want to come on here, rap with y'all a little bit. If you missed the beginning, go back. Listen to the start. I talked about my uh, draft philosophies, building around Trey Lance, how I would address it. Uh, Mario Good Goodrich. I liked him. He, he was a guy that clearly could play outside. I wasn't, he wasn't one of my focus players, but I ended up like really watching him. Uh could play outside. He was competing, he was making plays on the ball. I'm like, damn, kind of nice. Uh play outside, he could play in the slot, he could cover from there. They had him doing a lot of nickel stuff. So yeah, I like Mario Goodrich. Definitely think he's a I, I gotta see more. I have to actually study him. So I can't say if he's a day two or day three guy yet. Uh let me study him and then I'll let you know kind of what you know more of what I think about him. So, yeah, but he looked good. He looked good. How good? I, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. I got to watch this film. But I thought there, a lot of good things. Change the direction was good. I liked him. Hey, EMA Beats? Is that what? Is that? Eat My Ass Beats? What does EMA stand for? Eat My Ass? <laughs> uh... Thanks, EC. Salute to you and the platform. Let me know what you think about Tobert when you get a chance. I got him written down right here, Jalen Tobert. So I will definitely be uh, tuned in. I'll definitely be tuned in for sure, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the love. All right, y'all, man. If you haven't already, man, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. All that good stuff, man. I'm going to get back to sipping my margaritas. Ah, that's the good stuff right there. And, uh, yeah, man. Hope everybody has a good weekend. I'll see y'all Monday morning. Peace! Intercepted! It is picked off by Aaron Crocker. Over midfield, he'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown! Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace!